Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. And 18th of October for full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream. Install a Ream. Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. You're listening to Riley Beveridge and Cal Toomey. Cal, we're about to speak to Craig Cameron from Gold Coast. It's going to be a... Interesting little trade period for the Suns. Yeah, well, there's a lot to discuss with him around, obviously, the acquisition of Ben Long, mm-hmm. interest in Tom Berry. Isaac Rankin is going to be a big deal, and obviously they wanted to, to keep him and, and how that one's going to play out from the Crows' perspective. Braden Fiorini and Jeremy Sharp are under contract for next year, but um, where will they be playing their footy in 2023, yeah. there's pick swaps. They've got tons of selections as well. Um, how does it look in terms of their academy selections next year too? So uh, lots to play out from the Suns' perspective. Really nice academy crop of uh, crop coming through in 2023, don't they? Yeah, they do. Jed Walter looks a, a quality player um, as a key position forward. And we saw him play for the Allies, kick four goals in one game as a bottom major. And you just don't see that type of thing from tall players in championships. So he was really good. He was the captain of one of the teams on the weekend in the under-17s game yep. at the MCG. And you'd have to you know, eye him off as a potential top 10 pick heading into his draft year. Of course, you have to then put the runs on the board when it comes down to it. And players in previous years, particularly taller players, haven't done that um, over the years. But there's him, there's Ethan Regan as well. Um, oh, sorry, Ethan Reid as a, a taller type. Um, and... and Rogers too. So, look, they, they have a, a good basket of players So I think are going to be looking pretty strong. Just before we get to Craig, I want to uh, ask you about a story that you wrote in Inside Trading last night. We've already spoken about Tom Papley and his potential uh, to re-sign long-term, but Jake Lloyd as well, who is one of the uh, free agents that was still on the market going into this yeah, year. Yeah, we wrote a few weeks ago that they're in discussions on a, on a multi-year deal. Expected that one to be finalised pretty soon now, likely to be a three-year extension for him. Look, he's been such a consistent player of this. I was looking at his numbers yesterday as well. Mm. He's played 200 games in nine seasons. He played his 200th in the grand final. That's good going. That's not missing much footy over the course of your career. And um, his consistency is really strong. He was great in that final, the qualifying final at the MCG. He kicked a couple of goals from 25 disposals. So, yeah, I think that what we've seen from, from Jack Lloyd across the years, you know what you're going to get. Yep. Um, he only missed one game this year, and that was the first game through health and safety protocols. And yeah, I think that one's uh, headed towards a resolution there, having um, been negotiated for a little bit now. So we'll get to Craig shortly. He's obviously in possession of... 
Jack Bowes as we as things stand and a player that's a really interesting prospect going into this year's trade period. Run us through the sides that you expect us to still be in the mix there. And, and I guess as we report on AFL.com this morning with Darcy Gardner re-signing, do you reckon it changes the way that Brisbane views Jack Bowes and whether or not they'd still be in the hunt for him? Well, it's a big couple of days for Jack Bowes. He's, he's back in the country having been overseas and will be meeting a number of clubs um, over the, the coming days to assess where he wants to be playing his footy. And I think a lot of it will be about where he does want to play his footy. Geelong have had interest for a long time um, and they are among the group. And we wrote about this last week on afl.com.au, among the group who uh, are interested in him. Uh, Essendon have interest as well. Hawthorne have interest too. We, we spoke earlier this week about Brisbane joining the race for him as well. Uh, St Kilda have had an interest in him as well. Clearly there's a salary cap um, element to this too with um, more than $800,000 owing over the next couple of years in a, in a back-ended deal mm. they'd have to take on. And the prize being you get pick seven through that as well. So, look, I think they, um, in terms of the clubs who are looking at him, are going to be saying, well, what can we do from a contract structure point of view? Do yep. you spread it out to three years, do you spread it out to four years? They're going to have to sell the vision around where they see him playing, how they see him fitting in. He doesn't want to just come to a club and play in the twos. He wants to be playing AFL footy. Yes. And where does he see the best opportunity for that um, at AFL level? So, yeah, there is a number of clubs looking at him and, and the Suns through putting up pick number seven have created a market for this this deal to get done. And really there's a lot of it that's going to be up to, to Jack. And I... I I really like Jack as a player. I think this year we haven't seen the best of him because of that shoulder surgery that he had at the start of the year. I think he can play midfield time. I think he can play half back as well uh, and really get the ball going his his side's way and, and make some good decisions. He's a nice size, um, quality character, and um, from a character point of view, certainly, um, and play point of view, the, the Suns won't be wanting to lose him. It's just... Um, the circumstances that they're in at the moment. We're getting a couple of interesting texts through 0419-187-3231. I want to ask you, Cal, because you are our draft guru on AFL.com.au. No one knows more about the draft than you. Uh, someone asks, is there a clear pick two after Ashcroft? Is Cadman worth trading up for or anyone else? Because I think what a lot of people out there, whether or not they're North Melbourne fans or West Coast fans who have read your stories about their respective clubs potentially trading down the order is that if they were to move to a pick two or a pick three, is there a clear player that, or if, if their clubs were to move up, sorry, and, and go after Ashcroft, is there a clear player that they'd trade up for in mind? Well, that's, this is the, this is the reason some clubs are willing to sell or maybe the reason why the clubs won't be willing to buy. Mm. But if you really love a player and you really want him, you can go up and get him. And, and both of these picks are up for grabs, particularly the North and the Eagles picks right at the top then. For the right offer, I think they'll, they'd move. Yep. But um, they won't be wanting to move back too far. And that's where you look at the Giants' hand, the likely hand come uh, the end of the trade period and, and what they might be able to do given the whole pick three and also are likely to have a stack of other selections this year. I feel like they are in a, a really good position to want to move up if, if they – do want to just make sure of whoever they're interested in. So who's the best group beyond that? Cadman might be. It could be George Wardlaw. It could be Elijah Sardis. It could be um, Harry Sheasel. All these players are, are right in that that conversation, I think. And, and look, there's also an evenness to it. Uh, whether George Wardlaw would be the, the clear number two had he played the second half of the season, he might well be. Elijah Sardis's... Um, 
skill level, his inside-outside ability, his size might make him that person as well. So I feel like, yeah, there's a, there's a whole group of prospects who will have a reason to um, move up the board for. All right, Cal, we are joined now by Gold Coast General Manager, Player Talent and Strategy, Craig Cameron. He joins us on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. G'day, Craig. G'day, Riley and Cal. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Craig, thanks for joining us on the show. We'll start with Ben Long, who wants to get to the Suns. How do you expect a deal to get done there with the Saints? Uh, we've we've started um, conversations with St Kilda, and they're progressing. They're progressing pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't I don't expect that that will drag long into trade period, uh, to be honest. But it, it, I mean, if you get connected to some other things, maybe. But at this stage, I think we can do a clean deal there. He, he's been a player at St Kilda that's played a number of roles. He really impressed late in the season as an intercepting defender for the Saints. What type of player do you expect him to be for Gold Coast uh, in 2023 and beyond? Uh, yeah, we see him playing down back for us. Um, uh, late in the season, he, he went back for the Saints and played some really good footy. Um, so we expect him to play across half back, depending on what the matchups are, of course. Um, we think he will give us give us an ability to lock down, but he'll also I think he's got the ability to get plenty of the footy uh, if freed up. So he'll give us a bit of rebound as well. Got some interest in Tom Berry from the Lions across town. Tell us about what you sort of foresee him potentially playing um, for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we see Tom coming in to be a pressure forward for us um, and help. We're, we're, we're a side that obviously likes to keep the ball in our forward half and, and we can see that Tom would come in and, and really assist us in that. He's, uh, he's a really, he's an ultra competitive player. He's got good speed and he loves to tackle. So he's got all the attributes as a, as a pressure forward. Um, so yeah, and, and he's a, he's a high quality young man. So um, we, we think he'll really add to our group. Just on a lot of things uh, going on at the moment, Craig, let's start, with Jack Bowes and pick number seven in particular, because uh, this is a topic that's garnered a lot of discussion. Can you talk us through the logistics behind the, the salary cap reallocation and how this has come about? Yeah, we, we sort of, we took a, um, we had a look at which phase that we were moving into in terms of our list. We felt that probably, you know, back in 2018, when we, we started to, to rebuild the list after um, Tom Lynch and, and Stephen May and a couple of other players left that, we had to go to the draft heavily, uh, and we did for for three years really. Um, you know, in 2018 we had we had three early picks, 2019 uh, four sort of early picks, and then even 2020 where we only drafted Elijah Hollands, we also acquired um, Alex Davies and, and Joel Jeffrey. So we went through a real phase of, of stabilising um, the list, bringing in some other players as well, like Brandon Ellis, and even last year with with Marbior and and Levi to to really stabilise the list and, and, and try and rise up the ladder. Um, and in that process, a lot of that time, we're, you're sort of collecting talent through the draft. Uh, we think we need to move to the next phase, which is we need to build the team that we think can actually get us to top, get us into the finals, get us to top four and, and have a crack at winning. Uh, and, and when you acquire a lot of talent early in the draft, it does it can have a, an ability to put some stress on your, your player payments and, our feeling was that we needed to engineer our player to payments for the next phase so that we actually can take advantage of top-end free agents and, and, and players in the trade that are now showing a genuine interest in coming to our football club. And we need to actually find the, the players that help us get take that quantum leap to try and compete with some of the, the clubs at the top end. So 
we're sort of taking a preemptive um, uh, shot at trying to uh, c- correct some of our payments, but also understanding that we, we know in our forecasting where our salary cap gaps are coming, and we want to try and take advantage of that a bit earlier. So, do you expect that to happen this year, or is that more a longer-term plan to be able to bring in ready-made free agents and, and trade targets? I think it'll be twelve to twenty-four months. I mean, we've got a target; we've got to find the right targets. So, it won't happen during this trade period. Oh, but just... it's it's something that we will certainly look to be doing in the next twelve to twenty-four months. Just keen to know, Craig, from from your perspective, what you might want back in a trade for Jack Bowes if he is packaged with pick 70. Are you looking for a lucrative pick back or do you expect this to just be something that gets through relatively comfortably for a rival club? Uh, We'll we'll get a fair... So so this... I mean, we're not the only club that's in a position that's that's looking for cap space this year and the AFL has really opened up this as an option during the trade period. It almost created a third currency, if you like. Mm. I know we've sort of been doing it around the fringes for a little while, but this is this is now a position the AFL is really comfortable with. So we'll, we'll be pretty guide, we'll be guided a fair bit by what is required to get the deal done. The number one reason we're doing the deal is to to make sure that we've got a we're in a position going forward to attract, as I said, tra- players that we can trade in or free agents, so that we've actually got the space to bring them in. So that that is what we're looking for in terms of this trade. What we get back from a draft position. Um, we'll just negotiate that through as we go. But it, it's got to be something that sort of helps us in the future. Is this the cycle breaker for you, Craig? Is that the way, as you say, a preemptive shot? But is this a bit of a cycle breaker as well to say, okay, this is the time we take a little bit of stock of the cap and and get ahead of it? Yeah, I think so. I think so, absolutely. I mean, we, we've taken... I think I've calculated we've brought, we've brought in nine top 10 draft selections in the last four years and, and the salary cap just won't allow you to continue to do that and, and retain those players. So we're in a position where we need to retain the pillars, if you like, of the, of the team that we think will take us to success um, and, and we need to free up the space so that we can go to the market. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's a cycle breaker, but it's, it's not just that. It is actually a longer-term strategy to make sure that we've actually structured our payments so that it allows us to to be in the game. I mean, you look at what a Richmond can do and a Geelong can do because they've they, they've understood where their list sits. The things that they can do is 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 terrific, and we want to be able to get ourselves to a similar position. Now we we won't be able to have the same strategy as in. We need to have our own unique strategy. Every club has its own challenges, and so um, it's the it's why we're going down this path this year. We think. We think this year is a window for us to do it. We've had, as I said, we've had a lot of early picks prior to this this year. Uh, we'll still have a pick this year, uh, we believe, quite early. Um, we also have a really clear line of sight on what next year's, uh, particularly academy crop, looks like. Yeah. Um, so we feel like we're in a really good position to make this call this year. Just on Jack and where he ends up, is it totally? up to him at this point. Like he's, he's meeting clubs today and, and tomorrow and, and then I imagine we'll come back with a, a decision on where he'd like to go. Is it then basically over to you guys to just go, okay, let, let's sort this out? Yeah, basically. Jack's got it. I mean, obviously it's his career, so he, he needs to be able to, to make the decision as to where he wants to play. I mean, he'll do that in conjunction with his management group. Um, so all, all sort of all, all sides will need to be satisfied, but um, it is, it's Jack's career, so it's it's important that he makes that decision. And just about, I guess, some of the questions that come through around how's the, the cap get in this spot. You've mentioned the, the the discussion around the 
the top draftees and I guess the camp compounding nature of these deals to retain these type of players. Has that been a factor as well as the fact that across the last couple of years, you know, when you, when you signed up Jack Bowes to that deal, since then, Raul and Anderson have arrived and, and took Miller's become one of the best midfielders in it. Has that sort of had an effect as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back in, back as I sort of kept going back to this year, but back to 2018, when we had some players leave, we had to, we, we, we probably signed some contracts where, which we thought would stabilise the, the club and it, and it has done that. Um, but we've also had some young players come in that have maybe surpassed, some of them are coming in and, and played as expected and some may have surpassed what we, what we also expected. So it means that, um, you know, a player like Jack that we'd signed um, and had high hopes for earlier on uh, is probably finding it a little bit difficult to play in the midfield. I know he wants to be a, a midfielder. Um, and so, um, you know, you can, you can look at these things in reverse and wonder how, they, how you get to a certain position. But when we signed Jack, we didn't have all these younger players that we brought in now. Isaac Rankin Craig, he's a player that's requested a move to Adelaide. I know it was a disappointment to the club. How are negotiations progressing there? And what, what do you think you, you'd expect back in a trade? Uh, we've spoken, look, we spoke, I won't go into details of what, we'll, what we're sort of looking to, to get back in the trade because I, I think that's a, that's a negotiation between us and Adelaide. But we, we've started, um, Justin, and, Justin and myself have, have had a conversation around what we're looking for um, and and we understand their position. So at the moment, those are, those discussions are progressing fairly. Um, the number one thing for what we're looking for is fair recompense for the loss of a player like Isaac, who we think has got a really good future in the AFL. And it's someone that we've put four years of development into both on and off field. So it, it's important. We feel it's important that we get recompense for, for that development, not, not just the draft pick that he was taken at. Do you expect that to be one that, that goes throughout the trade period? Um, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. We, we, we've, got a, we've got a number of things we're trying to achieve. We've got an, we've got an outcome that we're, an overarching outcome that we're trying to achieve. So, um, yeah, not necess- it won't necessarily drag through the trade period. Braden Fiorini's got a contract for next year, but Collingwood does have some interest in him. Do you expect that one to go through? Uh, I think I think that's a chance, but again, that'll be down to Braden. He's still he's he's contemplating whether a move to Collingwood is is the best thing for his career at the moment. Um, so, um, I, look, I think that's progressing, but that will come. He has, does have a contract with us. We're happy for Braden to play with us, but we also are understanding that if he thinks there's an option for him uh, where he can play more AFL footy, and that we all and that we receive. Uh, what we think is fair for that, then um, then, then we'll facilitate it. I think um, I think the thing to I think the thing that we sort of want to remember about some of these players is moving, trade periods a terrific thing for us in terms of um, being able to structure our list going forward to to compete and win. Um, but we're still de- dealing with people, so you know it's Braden and Jack both are in a position where they need to make the decisions that's best for their career. They're not they're not just names on a whiteboard for us. Um, they're people that have been have been really good at our footy club, so we're we're giving them the time to work through what they need to work through. Jeremy Sharp's another one who has a contract for next year. You've invested a few years into him as well. Some game time this year, some time in the VFL too. Do you expect him to be at the Suns next year, or is the lure of 
or his interest potentially in going to w, a WA club, you know, a real option for him? Yeah, for, for us to move Jeremy, we'd have to receive something in return that, that's compelling. So um, n- nothing's moved very far on that at this stage. Um, so I think it's just a wait and see there. Josh Corbett and Chris Burgess, two players that you brought in as mature age signings as part of that assistance package a few years ago, both uncontracted going into this year, uh, both have interest elsewhere. Have offers been made to those players and do you expect them to, to stay at the club or do you think they might depart? Uh, so Chris has got a contract offer in front of him from us um, and we, we know that he wants to stay. So um, we're just working through that at the moment with his management group. Josh, we've encouraged to um, to look at alternative clubs if he if he actually wants to continue his career and, and get more games at AFL level uh, we've encouraged him to, to look um, but also talk to him about the fact that if, if, if that doesn't eventuate that he that he's a player um, that we're interested in bringing back we've spoken a lot already today around players who are coming out of contract in 2023 and deals getting done early Cal wrote earlier this morning on afo.com.au that the swans are in negotiations with Tom Papley you've got a few Gun youngsters coming out of contract next year. Matt Rowell, Noah Anderson, Sam Flanders among them. How are negotiations going there? Do you expect to open talks early to retain those players before they head into contract years? Uh, yeah, I, I would think I, I would see us opening negotiations post trade. Um, the guys are away at the moment, obviously having a well deserved break. But I, I would think post trade that we can start having some discussions, some fruitful discussions with those guys. Hey, Craig, you've spoken a little bit about what you do with your picks this year, but you do have a stack of them. You've got uh, pick 25, 31, 34, 43, 52 within the, the second and, and third rounds. Are you looking to flip a couple of them into 2023 because of a couple of those academy players that we've spoken about, in particular Jed Walter, and, and having an eye on how many points you're going to have to match for those guys? And is there a potential flick around with what Brisbane might be looking to do with its point situation? Yeah, I, I, look, I think we'd like to come out of this trade period moving with um, probably in a similar situation to what it looks like for our Sydney's draft hand now into next year. We, we'd like to move a number of those picks into next year um, and, and ensure that we've got enough points for the bids. Um, we don't know where all those players are rated at this stage. We've obviously got a year to go through. And, no, we've, we've got Jed Walter at number one, Yeah, we'd like to move them. We've got Jed Walter at number one, I think. I think you're being mischievous, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a, he looks a talented player, which is always good to see them coming through the Northern Academies. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. No, no, we're, we're, we're excited with the talent that's coming through, but we're, we will clearly play it down. <laughs> Craig, you've got a couple that are still on contract going into this period, Levi Kasbolt, Oleg Markov, Charlie Constable. Do you, do you expect any of them to get deals for 2023? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that um, we'll we'll work through that during the trade period with those guys. Um, so yeah, I, I expect that we'll we'll finalise contracts. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks. Craig, it's going to be a big couple of weeks for you. Thank you so much for joining us on Continental Ties AFL Trade Radio. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Craig. That was Craig Cameron from the Gold Coast Suns. Hey, we'll take a quick break. This is the Trade Exchange for Ream. Built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install a ring. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today.
Real Aussies are winning big with a Monopoly game at Macca's. Like previous Monopoly game winner Caleb from Victoria, who won a home entertainment package. I was shocked. Turned to the missus. She was shocked. We both didn't believe it. Pretty blown away. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. And 18th of October for full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. Not sure who can best take care of your European car? Your local Repco Authorised Service Centre is fully qualified to provide logbook servicing on all popular European cars. With access to the most up-to-date information and training, and backed by a nationwide warranty, you can relax knowing that taking good care of your pride and joy is our pride and joy. Book in or book online at repcoservice.com. There's a lot to like about Passload's new Trim Master. Lower maintenance. Improved performance. And everyday reliability all year round. Because if I want to... Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.